The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with you always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is this past Sunday's gospel reading, the beginning of it from Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 24, the story of Jesus visiting with those two disciples on the road to Emmaus. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast, one of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. My dear friends in Christ, Jesus' encounter with these Emmaus disciples, as I mentioned, it took place Easter Sunday afternoon. One of the disciples was named Cleopas, mentioned here. The other one, oftentimes people guess that it may have been Luke, the God-inspired author of this reading. But these two disciples, they left Jerusalem totally disheartened because of everything that happened, Jesus' suffering and death totally dejected. They're headed toward Emmaus, a nearby village, about seven miles away, about a two-hour walk, casual walk. But they were talking about Jesus, and it appears that Jesus was also walking away from Jerusalem, and he caught up with them and heard them talking about Jesus, but they didn't recognize him. Their physical eyes were unable to see him as Jesus because their spiritual eyes were so very weak at this point. Well, Jesus asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? Well, he asked the question not because he didn't know, but because he was going to teach and instruct them. But Jesus' question surprised them. They, they wondered, how could he possibly have been in Jerusalem and 
not had a clue or not know what was really going on there that Passover weekend. So, so they told Jesus about Jesus. They said, he was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. They thought Jesus was a very special individual. They thought that he may have been the promised one, the promised Messiah, but, but they misunderstood what the promised Messiah, the promised one, was supposed to do. They said that they hoped he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And of course, that was Jesus' purpose, to redeem Israel, to buy back from Satan and sin. But unfortunately, they didn't understand what that phrase to redeem Israel really meant. They knew Jesus had been crucified and they said, well now how on earth can a crucified savior, how can he do anything? How could he redeem Israel? Their hopes were ruined. They heard Jesus say that he'd have to die and that he'd rise from the dead on the third day. They told Jesus we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel and what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. It was the third day they hadn't seen Jesus. They had heard that report from those women who said, he was alive, who said angels had told them that Jesus had risen. Well, they had the Old Testament scriptures that told them that Jesus was going to rise from the dead. But at this point in time, they, like so many, were doubting Thomases. They were seeing, but not seeing. When Jesus talked about his purpose in coming into the world, when the Old Testament prophecies talked about Jesus' mission, when the angels on Easter Sunday morning proclaimed he is risen, that message, it's something that was so plain and simple through the eyes of faith. And actually, that's the key here, isn't it? Through the eyes of faith. Through the eyes of faith, this whole message about God's plan of salvation, it is something that is so simple. But, the, but to the person whose faith is weak or the person who has no faith, well, it's not plain and simple. It's not plain and simple. A while back, I was visiting a man and his wife, and I was telling them about the hope that we have in Jesus the spiritual hope that we have in him because of him living and dying for us and paying for our sins. The wife said that that message was so plain and simple that she figured that maybe because it's so plain and simple that that's a key reason why people reject it and don't believe it. Well, in that message, scripture's message, so simple, Jesus lived and died for us. He paid for our sins. He rose from the dead to prove his victory, to prove that we're going to live forever. That's something that is really so simple. But the prophet Isaiah, he said that 
oh, so many people will be ever hearing but never understanding, and they will be ever seeing but never perceiving. They're seeing but not seeing. It's there in front of them, but they're not really grasping it. God's wonderful plan of salvation right there in front of everyone. But it's only through the eyes of faith that a person really sees it, really grasps it. And an absence, a weakness of faith makes what's so simple, so obvious, so obscure. And now, of course, we have our own sinful nature. And our own sinful nature, what that wants to do is it wants us to believe that that couldn't possibly true, that it's just too simple, that there has to be something more to it, or that there's something that you or I need to do in order to really work out our salvation. But Jesus did everything to save us eternally. And so that means that there's no reason for us to be dejected or to despair as those Emmaus disciples were. The threat of a virus, that's no, nothing to really cause us to despair or to lose heart. And why is that? Because through the eyes of faith, we can see Jesus as our Savior. His resurrection gives us our proof of our eternal life. We're so blessed. Thank God that the Holy Spirit has given you faith so that you can see what so many people don't see. Now Jesus said, blessed are the eyes that see what you see. And what we see, that's Jesus is our Savior. He's our answer to all life's problems and troubles. With him, nothing can really hurt or harm us. We're safe and secure in Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, a weakness of faith and unbelief can cause us so much grief can help us to not see what's right in front of our eyes. Thank you that, that you've worked faith in our hearts. Thank you for helping us to see Jesus as our Savior and our way to eternal life. Help us always to also see how blessed we are because we can see Jesus. Yes, we live in a world of problems and troubles. Oh, those two Emmaus disciples so dejected, but there was no reason for them to be down. Likewise, there's no reason for us to be down either because, dear Jesus, you lived, you died, you rose for us. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit 
be with you always. Amen. One thing I also wanted to share with you today is the story, the road to Emmaus is something that our synod has put on a, on a DVD so that you can learn a little bit more about this story, get a little bit of a Bible information class about what Jesus has done for you. If you'd like a copy of that DVD, please let me know. Maybe you know somebody that could also benefit from seeing that DVD. Please also let me know. God bless and keep you always. Amen.